When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to our Thursday episode of Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And we're back. We're back. Aileen, has your vulnerability hangover cured <laughs> since last week's episode? Because we were V vulnerable. I think. V, v, I mean, v for vendetta. We were V for vulnerable this last episode. I my my vulnerability hangover usually starts like six hours after I record and then I text Sammy like, oh, do you think like this? Do you think that? Do you think and you like always make me feel better? And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll text Sean like, can you delete this? Can you delete that? And Sean, who's listening, thank you so much for dealing with me. I realize it's a pain in the ass. But um, after this last episode that we recorded this last Sunday, I had the vulnerability hangover kick in within three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am just, I'm feeling better now I guess but it just it's a lot to share with somebody like your most insecure your biggest insecurity like ever (laughs) right because here's the thing it's like okay we talked about it on that episode but a month earlier when we were too afraid to even say it to like our partners or each other like you know what I mean like when it was still like a percolating thought in our minds like and now the whole world knows the world and (laughs) the DSTers all know and the thing that makes me feel good is like when any any previous time that I've had when I've shared something that makes me feel again like that brings in the hangover the v the v for vulnerable hangover that like I usually get such great responses or anytime I talk to anybody they're like thank you for sharing that it's like you know I feel the same way or things like that so that makes me feel better but it is it's still scary <laughs> to so share you- like your biggest fucking insecurity of your whole life <laughs> you yeah therapy for <laughs> so do you think that we should make that our non-scale wins mutually I for think the week so before I think we that, read the I think you know that's listener a good idea. I think that's a great idea um why is it your win Sammy um because it's like a it is the deepest or I don't know if it is my actual deepest, but it is a very deep insecurity that plagued my childhood. Like, yeah. um, 
like when like that that was actually the biggest thing I struggled with. Like I remember once being here's more vulnerability. Like I remember like once my mom said to me like um like it wasn't she didn't say it in these words, but the message was like, How are boys gonna like you if you um I was just thinking like, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was the me- that was the message um that she once sent to me. And like I remember like I never wanted to like crawl into a hole at something my mom said more than when she said that. And like I just think about how like deep seated all of that is and how my weight was like so tied into approval of both mm-hmm. men and women. Um, and it's a really hard thing to, to have dealt with. Like, I, I think that if you had said to me at one point in your life, you will share this publicly and, <laughs> you know, this will be, this will be your brand. I'd be like, what? No, no <laughs> one has, I'm, I'm not upset. Like, I'm, I thought my brand would be like weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my brand like, would be most likely to succeed. <laughs> yeah, but because I've been I've done it so for so long but yeah like my whole my whole identity growing up was wrapped up in like the fact that like I wasn't a cool like the cool girls were all so small especially in the town we were growing up in and you know you're not that cool because of that and so like that's why you have your sense of humor (laughs) so (laughs) I mean like you still had a great childhood like growing up with great friends who like all had a great time but at the same time you're not having boyfriends and when you did or somebody liked you you thought they were fucking with you so yeah that that was uh or like they're trying to or when you get older like you're it's like uh they don't they're not proud of that either so that was a big till now clearly it's still there but you know I guess I feel better sharing it because I know that it's not that unique of a problem Um, no it's kind of like the whole when you think about what that problem is it's kind of like the entire basis of like patriarchy dare I say that is the whole basis no it it, is yeah yeah like um, I don't think I need to elaborate. Maybe we should just do the non-scale win. Yeah. If, any, if everybody who has, I realize, no, if you had, didn't listen to this Sunday's episode, you probably have zero clue what we're talking about. So yeah. instead of telling you, just go listen to that episode and just take it from there. Let's do um, our listener non-scale win. Hi, Aileen and Sammy. Congrats on the recent 10-year anniversary. Thank you. You ladies are killing it. I love listening to DST and all things batches, to be honest with you. Your podcast has helped keep me company while I freeze getting my daily walk in and distracts me from how cold and snowy it is right now. It seems like every week you ladies are hitting on exactly what I need to hear. And I cannot thank you enough for helping me along my non-diet journey. My non-scale win is around my recent wedding. I had every ounce of hope to be in the best shape of my life, quote, for my wedding. Well, COVID happened, as we all know, but I felt comfortable and super confident in my dress on our wedding day. And let me tell you, my husband did not care one bit that my arms weren't as toned as I wanted them to be. He only noticed how glowy and great I looked in my dress. Even looking at our pictures, I only noticed love and that we got married in a freaking pandemic. Life this past year is nothing like we expected. And I think the biggest thing my husband and I learned is to give each other grace, but also to give yourself grace. Thank you for doing what you do. Grace Betch. <laughs> I gave her that name. She signed her name, but I just called her Grace Betch. Um, I love really that's a great, you know, I love I love that. Um, grace love Betch. That for you. We, I love no, giving I love each that. other grace. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the wedding stuff, which can be incredibly challenging.
When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
Let's do our DST email. Your turn. Okay, okay, okay. Um, dear Sammy and Aileen, I've been listening to DST since it, since it began, and it's easily my favorite pod out there. I always thought I was the only one who had a lot of the thoughts about food in my body that I do, and I can't believe how much I connect with everything you guys share. I lost 60 pounds in the past few years. I started, she lost 60 pounds. Do you wow. know what that's from? That's a Backstreet yeah. Boy. America's Sweethearts. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Incredibly you give me a little time. I would have gotten it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Incredibly obscure. Okay. She lost 60 pounds the past few years. I started off losing weight, losing the weight slowly, but this quickly became an obsession and I lost a large pro- proportion of the weight in a pretty unhealthy way. I was under eating and over exercising and I've suffered the consequences. I'm always cold, tired. Maybe that's why I was always cold. Okay. And have not had a period in well over a year now. I've been recently diagnosed with hypothalic amenorrhea and have been told I need to gain weight. My family and close friends are all aware of the situation. One of my friends has been trying different diets for as long as I've known her. And prior to my weight loss, we were around the same size. Recently, she's been asking me for tips on how to lose weight. She told me she's she's currently trying to eat 1,200 calories a day because she remembered me saying that's what I did to lose weight. I told her that this is way too low and that either her body will go into starvation mode and it wouldn't even help her lose weight or she would lose weight but suffer the same consequences that I have. She told me that she doesn't care about the consequences as long as she loses weight. First, I'm worried about her. Second, she seems to think that I don't want her to lose weight because I'm telling her not to do what I did. Obviously, I don't think she needs to lose weight, but I understand that if that's what she do that she wants to do, then it's her choice. I just want her to do it safely. Finally, it hurts my feelings that I've confided in her about how being so restrictive has negatively negatively impacted my mental and physical health, and she's just dismissing that by saying that she would take the risk if it meant losing weight. I try not to talk to her about this stuff because it's pretty triggering for me, and I feel like it might affect our relationship for a number of reasons, but it seems to be that all she wants to talk about right now. I've been in this stage of obsession, so I don't blame her for that. I feel like diet culture is stealing my friend from me. I'd appreciate any advice you guys have. Love from the UK from a bitch who wants her friend back. This is like, I I feel this one. Like, I feel like, I feel her. Like, she went through something hard. And now this friend who, whose intentions, we've all been there. Like, I'll stop at nothing to just do it. I don't care if you're telling me it's unhealthy. I'll do it anyway. And there there's a mismatch there and this person is like worried also the part where she says that it hurts her feelings that she's confided in her about like this dark place that she went went to and the friends clearly ignoring all that because she's wants just give me the the calorie plan but i i understand the friend on right that's what i mean here's the thing like i remember when like i was like a freshman in college and me and like one of our friends that still are friends, she and I used to joke about like, like if I don't even want, to, I'm not gonna say it's too triggering, but like we we also didn't think that like having that bad it was that bad to like do these things that ultimately harm your body because we were so focused on like I don't care, I just want to be thin, like eating disorders like were and in some cases are still glamorized like i remember watching like the first season thanksgiving episode of gossip girl and in that episode like blair has bulimia and like i remember thinking like that is glamorous like and Mm -hmm. i so i understand why the friend despite maybe the writer of this email telling her like it really screwed me up like you shouldn't do that i understand the friend at the same time 
totally because, i get because I, it's, I relate more to the friend <laughs> because i haven't had a men- hypothalamic amenorrhea and i rem- i relate to the friend who's saying um i don't really know what that's like and you seem fine now um so i i will stop at nothing to lose weight i don't care about especially if she was like especially if they were like around the same size like and they were you know kind of dieting together and it was like a bond like i you know we did that too like um but i think for her for like this girl who the writer who's the one who asked for advice to um right right and we're like we relate to your friend (laughs) sorry No, it I is also, triggering. I think we should say I'm really sorry that you had to go through this. Like the fact that you've lost a period for a year because of like yeah. diet culture. Like that's really fucked up and really sad. And I'm so sorry. Um, I the other part that I actually do relate to to about from the writer that the writer wrote was that you start slowly and then mm-hmm. you it gets and crazy it turns into this unhealthy thing. Like 100 percent what happened. My wedding diet. Yeah. And anytime I've lost significant weight, that's how it went. Like it starts off of like three weeks, three, like a month, three weeks to a month of like, oh, you'll eat like a nor, like an okay amount of calories. And then it becomes like, ooh, I wonder if I could like just keep myself harder. Yeah. I could go harder. But for for me, it was way longer. It was over a year and it was slow for like the first six months. And then towards like when it was, because I had this deadline of a wedding, I had like three, four, three, four months, I went, I was like, yeah, I could, you know, oh my God, I lost two pounds. Maybe I could lose three. It's like you challenge yourself and it turns into this like obsession and yeah. you're making unhealthy choices, but they are glamorized because you're like, what else can I do? Yeah. It's like really fucked up actually <laughs> that you, it is it's any, I don't, I don't want to diagnose it, but like it could be diagnosed as an eating disorder. But what I want to say to this girl is like, Think of an eating disorder the way you think of any mental illness. Like substitute depression for um, like e- this eating disorder and you have the same problem. Like substitute severe anxiety for this eating disorder and you have the same problem. So I think looking at it as like, okay, she's going through a real – like just because it's a diet doesn't mean – just because this is specifically about a diet doesn't mean that this is not like a bigger issue – And I think that looking at it like, okay, my friend is suffering right now. Like she thinks she's okay, but like she's suffering from disordered eating, potentially an eating disorder. And it's very triggering for me, but like putting it in that box in your head might make you feel like less enmeshed with it. Like if you're able to be like, okay, like she's suffering from a problem. I'm going to be there for her and not try and like try not to um, take it personally. That she take it pers- right, yeah. Like to bring yeah. those two things separately. And yeah, diet culture is stealing your friend from you the same way that mental illness and you know all types of issues, physical illness, rob people of friends and relationships all the time. So I think. Look like don't look at this like just because everyone you know diets and you dieted and all and dieting is quote unquote common or normal doesn't mean that what's going on here is not like a you could look at it a different way that may help you feel less triggered. So what do you recommend that she does? Like what should she do for like with this friend? I mean, it's like she'll be faced with obviously a lot of different like specific situations, but like I feel like practicing like compassion. 
Yeah, I mean, she could br- she could bring it up and she could like have a real conversation with her about like how she really feels about the whole thing. I don't know if that's what she wants to do, but like and I the feel like practice- not listen. Yeah, I don't think the friend's gonna listen to be honest. But she'll be like, "Fuck you!" Like she, yeah, like, I'll talk thin, to somebody else only, about it, <laughs> right? Or like you only understand because you're thin, or she might uh-huh. reject you as a friend because she might need to get away from you because it doesn't. It hurt. It keeps her out of the the mindset yep. she wants to be in, which is twelve hundred calorie mindset. So maybe like direct confrontation is not maybe the best move. But like I think in your mind, trying to practice compassion towards her, yourself and her, um, when it comes to like these eating issues and like it goes so much deeper. Like you say, you've been doing this for years. Like this isn't just like it is a fate. Like it is a temporary problem. Like it is an immediate problem, but there's so much more here than like than yeah just like a like a friendship conflict so like i think understanding like the forces at work here and practicing compassion towards like both of you will will help but like it's a hard time you're going through a hard time and that's okay my advice also would be to tell her like i can tell you every anything but it's not gonna apply to you like if you really want to lose weight like I can try to help you find like a dietitian to work with so that it's not like you're giving diet advice because you could also give her healthy diet advice, but still it's not the same as if like a doctor registered dietitian rather gave it to her. And if she's like, no, I don't want to see a dietitian. Then you'll say like, you could say that 1200 calories doesn't work in the long term. I'm telling you now don't do it. And you could just be like very adamant about that. Like it may, you can say like, it may feel like it works up front, but it really doesn't work. And you know, the, the thing that dieters fear most is gaining weight. So you could really be like, you're going to gain, you you're going to gain weight. more. You're going to be at a higher weight than you started. I guarantee it. A hundred percent. What if, if she you, says, well, you're not. And say like, I have, I've lost my period <laughs> for a year and now I'm, I have to take medication or say something like that. Like that's worse debatably. <laughs> so I would say like, really try to push, like go see a dietitian. Like I'm telling you it's worth it. Just like compassion, but be there for her and offer advice that you feel like you can't, like you're, you can give her rather than like, this would be irresponsible for me to give her. Um, but I remember yeah. when I was like on my diet high and like anybody asked me, I would be so excited to give them advice. Um, right. But at I least remember this- you once asked me for advice, like how I did it. And I was like, oh my God, she cares how I did it. Like in the car. I 100% yes, remember. I remember like what you counted in your calories. Like I still think about that. Yeah. Um, so it's really funny. So that said, this girl's going to remember your conversation. So be yeah. <laughs> really thoughtful about what you say. Um the thing that you can do for her is be there for her, like Sammy says. So good luck. Bet she wants your friend back. I hope you I hope you do get her back. Maybe it won't be tomorrow, but it will be in the future. And I hope I wish her luck too. And you luck. Like yeah. just going through shit, man. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. Ugh. Anyway. All right. We love you guys. Um, (laughs) If you have a Dear DST or even non-scale win, email us dst at betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about all these episodes Monday. No, this doesn't come out Monday. Sundays and Thursdays. And follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow. Follow me at Aileen. Follow Sammy at Sammy. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. 
Guest Booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.